You are listening to Christ's Reward Podcast. You are about to hear the gospel being shared in a live interaction. We hope you are encouraged by the testimonies and training from this week. All righty. Well, hey, guys. Excited to have you guys back on Christ's Reward Podcast. I have Michael Seth uh, Clifton back with me this week. Michael Seth, glad you're here. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so last week you heard us talk about uh, the church reformation and, and what God's birth in uh, Michael says heart. Hopefully you've been challenged. Hopefully you were challenged to be a witness uh, to people around you and uh, you're in accountability and different things like that and that you're you're not omitting the Great Commission to go as you're doing the Great Commandment of loving God. And so this week we're jumping into a time that me and uh, Michael Seth had here in Dallas. Uh, once again, you remember he's from Orlando. He's just in town for a couple of weeks and and so it's great to be able to connect and and spend some time with him. And we spent some time out in the streets this afternoon. And so, uh, you know, we were able to actually go down Royal Lane, which is just a street here in Dallas. Uh, if you've ever been to Dallas, it's uh, just off one of the main highways here. Uh, but this street, uh, we went into some businesses, and then we ultimately uh, had a fun time, something that's maybe a little different, where Seth just was preaching the gospel, uh, walking through some traffic. And you'll hear that at the very end. It's kind of a buildup of today's interactions. But... Uh, as we jump into today, uh, is there anything, Michael, said that you want to say that kind of uh, gives some context as we jump into this first interaction uh, of us talking to a couple of people at these businesses? Uh, is there anything you want to say before we, we listen to these? Sure. Uh, it's, it's not like I had a plan exactly of what to do. We found ourselves on Royal Lane. We went there to see what the Holy Spirit would do, what would open up, and there were some businesses. And like Edmund Hillary, the guy who climbed uh, Mount uh, Everest for the first time, he and Tenzi Norgay, uh, he, they asked him, why did you climb Mount Everest? And it might not be the deepest answer ever, but he said because it was there. <laughs> and so it's kind of like that the, the businesses were there. And so why did we go and evangelize in this way? Because we had the option to, and it was there. And so that's just what our agenda became. That's so good. You know, I think sometimes we can over-spiritualize walking out and praying for people. Who do I talk to? <laughs> what business do I go to? And I think there is sometimes where the Holy Spirit will speak to you in your prayer time. He'll make it clear. Uh, like the other day, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to Hannah, my wife, that we were going to find a yellow Volkswagen. And and uh, we went all day, and we didn't see a yellow Volkswagen. At the very end of the day, she found that yellow Volkswagen, wow. and we were able to minister to this man's heart. But you know what? It's not like that every day. Sometimes it's you're walking by a business and it's like, well, let's go in here and let's see what happens. Or you're walking by a McDonald's or you see someone in a parking lot. And so uh, let's just see what happens in this interaction as uh, we were able to minister to some people or try to minister to some people in these uh, businesses. And you'll kind of hear what we mean by that here in a second. These people, mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if we could play a blessing over your business. Okay, what's your name? Lee. Lee? Yes. Is the, can I pray a blessing for you or can I pray for you? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I can't do nothing. No, that's he okay. The one design. But you know that Jesus loves you very much. Yeah, but. Okay. Yeah, but. Um, I don't think. Uh, you have to talk to him, but he's sure. not here right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, he's so. He's not here right now. We could come back. Okay. Do you know when he'll be back? He come different time, you know, sometimes he come, he leave, sometimes he not come, I, I have no idea. Okay, well God bless you and God bless your family in Jesus' name. Okay, thank you Okay, so you're welcome, Bo. Is there anything I can pray for you specifically? Well, not now. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, 
Do you have any pain in your body or anything uh, like that? Like, no, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, God bless you, and you know, Jesus loves you very much. Alrighty. Well, man, that was a lot of fun just hearing that interaction again and, and watching uh, us interact with these people and these businesses and these stores and them saying, well, I don't want prayer. I need to talk to my boss. And uh, Michael Seth was trying to be honoring and double check to see if the manager or the owner was around. And they kept pointing us to another store. And, and then we tried to pray for them and they didn't want prayer, you know, and <laughs> And, you know, I think sometimes, a lot of times when people think about evangelism, there is a fear of being rejected. There is a fear of of being like, well, what if they say no? Or they say, oh, I don't want prayer. And so I think as as we think about these two interactions we just heard, uh, what would you say, Michael Seth, the people that are afraid of being rejected, how do you handle that? Does it, did it, you know, let's say when you were first doing evangelism, did it phase you or does it even phase you now? Or uh, how do you handle that? So just speak into that. Okay, like all the like the first, and my and my wife Michelle was there, like when when I was really beginning to step out, and I think I didn't even know how. What I discovered was is I didn't know how to relate to people. <laughs> like I had no intro. I had I didn't know how to to break into a conversation. I like would if I saw somebody who was injured, I would over sentimentalize and be like, oh my goodness, and just things like that. And it's just you know. I didn't, I didn't know how to, to interact with people and yeah, uh, getting shut down when you have the antidote to the empty way of living on this planet, you know, what's at stake. And so, you know, your heart is to share the gospel because you know that it's everything for that person. It's hard not to, to care about every single person, but there's also definitely a performance thing that can go on for me. There is a, um, in terms of like how I see, like I want every interaction to just be a success. And, and, and if I'm not like really like in communication with the Lord about things, then like I can go into a mode or something like that where I can rise or fall based on the interaction. Like my heart can rise or fall based on the interaction. And that's not the place to be. So there's actually another, when it comes to rejection specifically, like there's another way that I approach that situation because I care so much about what the Lord's doing in my heart, like in that moment. So I'm actually in that communication with the Lord about my heart, like I was today. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is like, this is that opportunity for you to, to do that thing where I become more like you. And this doesn't, this becomes not about me at all. And it becomes only about me being obedient and me doing something in love for you and out of just our relationship and also in love for that person. So I'm giving him the opportunity to change and mold and shape my heart according to his, which means that the ability for that situation to determine my well-being is no longer there. And I'm not perfected in that. So I, I take that as an opportunity for the, for, for the Lord to perfect me in that. So that's, that's one angle that I come at it uh, with, which I think can be helpful to, to people. Yeah, I think that's good. Like you're saying, yeah. you've got a heart of love for these people. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you're being compelled by love, which we talked about in the last show. And, and you're not allowing, because you don't want to be a roller coaster. You don't want to be a, <laughs> you know, I, someone receives me and the other person rejects me. And, oh, man, I just need to quit, you know. And you yeah. just 
throw and burn up your you know roller coaster. It's just on fire, you know. <laughs> and we don't want that, you know. Uh, but I think that's what people do, you know. Maybe they do get a rejection. They get a no, or they say, "Hey, I'm I'm good." Or, and and what happens is we can easily say that's the evangelist and let them do their thing. And and uh, but you know, like you're saying, it's it's we all have love. Yes. And we all have something to give people. And uh, you know, I do think. If you think about these rejections, these people saying, no, they don't want prayer. Has there ever been a time where you remember maybe someone said uh, they didn't want prayer or they, they didn't want you to uh, hear the gospel? How did that compel you or how did that move you on the inside? Did you ever have a time where maybe it did impact you either in a negative or a positive way? Uh, maybe there's an encounter that you can remember uh, with somebody. Uh, because sometimes there's certain encounters that leave a mark on you, yeah. that leave an impact. And it's like, man, I really remember that. That that changed the way I saw the way I was ministering to people. That's good. Uh, and so is there anything you want to share about that uh, that you want to speak into? Yeah, I think it's, I think it could be helpful to, to know that like a no up front, like people don't really know what they're saying no to. And if, if, so a no can just be like, it's, it's just the first time they've shut you down. Like there are other things that you can totally say. So when I started getting no's, I just was, I became unwilling to, to just give up that easily in most circumstances, um, especially as I was trying to just push forward. Not, so anyway, just try and stay on track. So when someone would say no, so if I asked them, I was like, hey, uh, you know, can I pray for you, blah, blah. They'd be like, no. Like, oh, okay. Uh, is there anyone else that I can pray for? No, no, I'm good. I'm all right. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any pain in your body? I just love to pray for people to be healed. Like, well, actually, yeah, my left foot hurts. And all of a sudden, there's an inbreak. All of a sudden, there's an opportunity. I mean, I mean, really, we're not being rejected, right? I mean, you can't, like, we're accepted. We're not really being rejected. They're just, they, they're, they're, there's this interaction. And what's really going on is kind of just this little struggle of a stranger interacting with kind of another stranger. But so, so I grew so much in sharing the gospel because people weren't receptive, like right off the bat. And I started to look for other ways to relate to the person that was in front of me and for other doors that might be open. And another thing that I noticed about it when I would persist was, is that the Holy ghost was at work. So somebody who was like closed down, like right at the beginning like just by virtue of the fact that we're in proximity and we're talking, the Holy Ghost is opening things up and no's would turn to yeses. So rejection is, it's, it's fertile ground for learning, you know? I mean, it, and it just gives us the opportunity to kind of reevaluate, reassess, um, what's the word? Like, I don't know, realign uh, ourselves to the situation and, and see that there's, there's just so much more going on there than, Hey, I've, I've, I've brought something to you. Do you want it or not? I, I have to know what I'm bringing and know like what the stakes are, know those kinds of things. And when that's the case, then I'll just continue to, to push and just to offer and stuff like that. But at the same time, if, 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 if the door is solidly shut in my face and all I'm going to do is antagonize somebody, well then I'm going to move on to somebody else. Yeah, I think that's so good. Like you're saying, it's looking for different avenues to be able to, how can I pray for you? I, uh, pray for my dog, pray for my cat. Well, can I pray for your family? No, my family's good. How about your health? You know, that's you, right. you try to give them ideas. Yes. Uh, and so those that are listening, if someone initially says no, well, just give them some ideas. 
you know, say, hey, can, can I pray? Do you have pain in your body? Yeah. You know, or is everything going great in your life? You know, well, no. Well, tell me something I can pray for. Uh, you know, <laughs> is, it, is it your health? And so it's helping people. And so it's overcoming the rejection with, with giving them ideas. Yes. And I like also what you said. It's not us that are, that are being persecuted at the end of the day. We're accepted in Christ. And yes. I was uh, just thinking about the verse in, in uh, Acts 9-4 when Jesus comes and encounters Saul. He says, uh, he fell on the ground. He heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And if you think about it, Saul was persecuting the church and the believers, but Jesus saw that he was persecuting him. Yes. And so that's the that's reality so of how we are so one with Christ. When we get technically rejected or persecuted, it's actually Christ that they're rejecting within us. And it's realizing that in every day and everything that we're doing as we're going out and ministering. And so, you know, what's so cool is that you do overcome not only those two rejections that we just heard, but it ultimately leads into a, a, a next interaction that we have uh, with another business in this same sh uh, strip mall area of a tire shop. And in this tire shop, we get to go in and we ask how we can pray. And if, there, if it's okay if you give a blessing, that's something you said several times. Yeah. And I really like that that's creative where you were saying, uh, can I give a blessing? It's not just up front. Can, how can I pray for you? We're out here blessing people and people want it. Most people want a blessing. We obviously saw a couple of people didn't, <laughs> but you know, those, those, the last encounter, uh, you'll see here, uh, that this guy did want a blessing over his business. And there was also another guy and you'll hear him say, I'm glad I'm in the right place at the right time. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's overcoming what happened in those other encounters. We could have just said, oh, this is not the right place. There's just no open doors. The ground's too hard. Right. But you know what? We just kept moving and God opened it up. So let's tune in here and see what happens in this uh, tire shop. I wonder if we could pray with you and if we could bless your business. Yes, a good, a good glass is always welcome. Praise well, God. I'm at the right place at the right time. <laughs> Praise God. I cannot complain about that. Okay, I'm Michael Seth. This is my buddy Wade. So we'll just pray. What's your, what's your name, sir? Sergio. Sergio. What's your name, sir? Charlie. Charlie. Lord, I lift up this business, Lord. I lift up Sergio, God. I ask that you would just come upon it with your mighty blessing, Lord. Return workers, Lord. Return customers, God. I ask that you would cause this place to bloom, Lord, that it would be even as an oasis is in the desert, Lord. There are people that need these services, Lord, and the goods that they offer here, Lord God. People that need the jobs that are provided here, Lord God. So I ask, Lord, that you would direct, Lord, those customers here, those workers here, Lord, and that you would provide, God, a place for the, that mutual blessing. So we just bless Sergio, we bless his business, and what was your name, sir? Charlie. Charlie. We bless Charlie, Lord, we bless the work of his hands, God, that they might prosper, Lord, in all that they do. So we just thank you, God, Holy Spirit, come upon them and enrich their spirits and their hearts. We bless their families, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you guys. Absolutely. Thank I noticed you, that you got the Lord thank up you on the wall. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I noticed that you have the Lord up on the wall, too. Praise God. How long have you been here for? About 10, 11 years already. 10, 11? How is business right now? I cannot complain. Praise I God. Being where we at, I yeah. think we're okay. For sure. Do you have uh, Do you have any pain in your body? Anything uh, that causes you pain that we can pray for Jesus to heal? If I have any what? Like, do you have any pain in your neck or in your back? Anything that gives you uh, grief that we can pray for Jesus to heal? No. I mean, I guess regular old school people, when you get old, sure. you get all of that. But other than that, I think I'm fine. Right? Charlie, well, is, there any, you. 
Charlie, is there any pain that you have in your body, any, any health problem that you have that we can pray for Jesus to heal? No. Praise God, brother. Yeah? No afflictions, nothing like that. Okay. Well, amen. God bless you, brother. Do you know Jesus as Lord? Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Praise God. Is he Lord of your life? So my he, household. Praise God. As for you and your house, you shall serve the Lord. But we bless you in your house in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, brothers. Yeah, be Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, man, it was just fun to hear that that time with the business owner. And he's been there for 10, 11 years in that tire shop. And he wanted a blessing over the place. And then the guy, the random guy that's just getting his tires worked on, he's just he just wants prayer, you know. He's just excited. And he's just happy to be receiving prayer. I guess he, he recognizes in the times that we live in that God is the answer. And you heard that both of them were believers. And... But something that was really interesting in his interaction that you heard, uh, Michael Seth pointed out, and if you, obviously this is an audio deal, but behind his desk was a cross. It was Jesus on the cross. And, uh, and so Michael Seth was able to use that to point to Jesus. And so obviously we had this in this scenario, but do you do that very often? Do you use different objects, maybe something that someone's wearing? Or, or how, how does that work for you? How, did you grow into that? Did you just naturally start seeing the cross on people and were able to talk or... <laughs> seeing Jesus on a t-shirt or someone's hat, like, you know, and being able to press into that. And so tell us a little bit about how you're able to use your surroundings to point to the message of the cross. Yeah. I totally believe in being, I, I believe evangelists uh, are opportunists. I definitely believe in opportunist evangelism. So if I see something that is uh, something that's just creates a connection between me and that person, or if it can refer to God or different things like that. I've talked to people of other religions and they've, they've brought up like the religious significance of something that they were wearing. And then they mentioned something about their religion. Then I'm like, Oh, well in Christiana, and then I'm talking about Christ and we move on from there and you end up leading them to Jesus because everything can be at some level, a reference to him. Right. I mean, if somebody's wearing a robe, be like, Oh, I've got one of those too. Mine's white. And it, it's, it makes, it's, it signifies the righteousness that I have with God. And then you can just move on in any any number of directions. So yeah, uh, we did. Or we went on an outreach earlier this morning as well. And in that, like we used, we went into a shoe store. And I asked a father and his son about. I was like, hey, which one of these are the best? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then his son's like, oh, this. But if you wear it with a t-shirt and you do this and you do that, and it just sparked a conversation between me and the dad. And he ended up getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow, that's he's so Catholic, amazing. and he didn't. You know, and I asked him if he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He's like, well, I hope so. I, I don't know. And blah, blah, blah. And I started and I just shared a little bit about my story about getting filled with the Holy Spirit that it made all the difference in my life as far as knowing Christ. And then he was like, yeah, well, you know, I really, I would like that or and it's something like that. And I was like, well, do you want to pray for that? He's like, yeah, we prayed, man, that dude got filled with the Holy Spirit and his whole family was with him. So, and I told him, I was like, hey, you know, you can pray for this for your whole family. You can all get together. And I pointed them to some scripture. You know, just to get him kind of on his way and things like that. So, yeah, using environmental, like, cute, using different things in the environment, total way to start a conversation. And just be relational. Just be social with somebody. Because that just opens people up, right? And then you can get them with the gospel. Yeah, that's so good. It's it's recognizing, like you said this morning, it was talking about some shoes yeah. uh, that led into talking about the work of the Holy Spirit yeah. and their lives to the cross uh, this, you know, this afternoon that someone had. And I think sometimes what I've seen is sometimes people are wearing necklaces or they're wearing 
crosses and they don't even re- recognize it. You know, sometimes I think people wear them as good luck charms, you know? Yeah. Uh, like there's a guy at the gas station down the road from where I live. He was wearing a cross and I said, man, what's the cross mean to you? You know? And he's just like, I don't know. I just wear it because it looks cool. And, and so you're able to use these things to go deeper into the gospel. Uh, and like you're saying, and it's also not just using the cross, but it's using just things that you're working with in the environment that you're in. And like, I think that's really good. What you said, Evangelists are opportunists. Yes. And I think that whatever you do in life, that you you can look for the opportunities to be an opportunist for the ultimately for the gospel, uh, wherever you're at, whether yeah. you're a stay-at-home mom or you're in totally. the marketplace or, or wherever you're at. And so, uh, man, it was so cool to see that in that interaction. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about that before we go to our last little segment here? No, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah, that's awesome. So the last little bit here is a, a time where we, uh, Michael Seth just gets so fired up, uh, we actually end up a time where he's sharing the gospel uh, in traffic. And uh, I don't think I got it on the recording, but after he's done, there's actually even a guy that honks his horn, and, and it wasn't a negative honk. I think he was happy. People were giving us a wave. And so uh, we're, let's tune into this last part. And so this is something that might be different for some of you, but you know what? The gospel needs to proclaim. People need to hear it. And uh, allow, like what we talked about last week, being a witness for Christ. And that can look so many different ways. And so let's listen to this last segment as uh, Michael Seth shares the gospel uh, in traffic. That he gave his only begotten son. That anyone who believed on the name of Jesus would be saved. Jesus loves you. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. be saved. Jesus te ama. Jesus loves you with all of his heart. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Alrighty. Well, hey, that was just uh, a lot of fun to hear Michael Seth sharing his heart in the middle of traffic and and uh, you just hear him sharing the gospel, the good news. He mentions John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And it's just so cool to see that play out. Uh, you know, uh, like I mentioned, I don't think I have it on the recording, but there was people that honked their horns and different things like that. And, and it's just uh, the gospel has power. And so, you know, Michael said that, that is a step of faith to step in the middle of traffic. One, it's, it's a risk. You just never know. But then two, <laughs> sharing the gospel and opening your mouth, raising your voice, uh, you know, what compels you to do that? What would compel you to, to do that in the middle of uh, people sitting at a red light? Uh, that's what we mean by traffic. We're not in the middle of the highway or anything crazy like that, where it's people <laughs> sitting at a red light. It's yeah. an intersection area. And so give me some context on that. So Michael says, is there anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I mean, what, what would compel me is, is that we're proclaimers. You know, we proclaim the gospel. We're heralds. We do that. Like there's, a, there's power in the gospel. And so if we just share the gospel, we'll just let the Holy Spirit do something with it, then he'll do something amazing with it. So I just, I think if people are, if, if somebody's willing to collect change at an intersection, well, I mean, then we can give out the blood of Jesus. We can, we can offer that. And it's easy. It's a way for people to see. And there's also, you give permission to people to be bold when you are bold. So just being out there and being in the church, I think that that's really Culture is something that is is caught 
it's something that you're you're born into or you know you're part of it in a society it's different state to state all these different things so if if church culture is boldness if church culture is permission to share jesus if that just becomes part of just what we do if we're not ashamed of the gospel then other people cannot can be not ashamed of the gospel so i think in some ways it's breaking spirits of religion and and just other things like that. There's so many different ways to evangelize. It's 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 one more. And it shows a lot of people during a, a time of a lot of fear that we're not afraid. Yeah, I think that's so good because I, you know, I was kind of recording and also watching what was going on and and listening and, and also looking at what people's interactions were. And I think some people are trying to figure out like, is this person crazy or <laughs> what's going on? It's just part of some of the riots that are going on. What is yeah. happening? You know? And, yeah. and, uh, if, and as you could tell if people were listening, they were trying to listen in their cars and you could tell people's expressions were changing when they realized you were talking about Jesus. Yeah. You could tell some people were like, Oh, this guy's just talking about the good news. Yeah. It's just, it's the message of Christ, you know? And I think what you said, it's so key is, is, you know, I, there's people on the street corners asking for money or picking up change. and But if some, someone all of a sudden hears something about Jesus, it's going to throw people totally off. Yeah. And that's what people need to hear in this hour and every hour, every season, every moment. And we're proclaimers of the gospel. And so uh, whatever that looks like, yeah. there's so many different ways to do evangelism. And I think that's the key. And an amazing part of this show is that there's so many different people I've had come in through and that will come on this show and there's different methods because uh, if you only heard, saw the way I and heard the way I shared evangelism then you would think there's only one way Wade's way of sharing the gospel <laughs> uh, but there's God's doing something in Michael Seth's life that needs to be uh, shared and expressed to the world and you may be able to take some of the no those nuggets into your life and so as we wrap up today's show is there anything you want to say to people that are listening yeah, I mean, the great thing about evangelism is, is really it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's 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 not about us. I mean, he will if if your heart is to share the gospel. I mean, like anything, you might have like some growing pains, like some flesh might die here and there. But if you want to pursue this, if it's something that the Lord's placed on your heart, and I believe it's on His heart. So if it's on His heart, and your heart's for Him, then it's on your heart. So if it's on your heart, then just step into it with Him. And depend on him. And don't don't take the credit when somebody gets saved. And don't take the blame if somebody shuts you down. But glorify the Lord. And just love Jesus and just love people. And don't overcomplicate it. Because it's just at the end of the day, it's just, hey man, Jesus loves you. Can I pray for you? Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. That's so good. As you take that little nugget that Michael Seth just gave you, don't overcomplicate this thing. And, uh, you know, those that are listening, if you know someone that needs to be challenged and uh, just a practical evangelism. Share this podcast with somebody. Get them to listen to it. And I uh, just encourage you to apply this to your life. Don't just be a listener, but be a doer of the word. Yeah. And so uh, tune into Christ's Word Podcast uh, as we're going to have uh, some more people on the show in the next couple weeks. And so thank you for tuning in. Bless you guys. And uh, may you know that the Lamb of God will receive the reward of His suffering yes. in the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the months. And so bless you guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Christ Reward podcast. Stay tuned for more live interaction and training in the next episode. May you be encouraged to walk in greater faith this week.